Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. Welcome to the Sunday edition of Heritage Bible Radio. Before we get into our message today, we want to announce an upcoming opportunity. Heritage Bible Church will be sponsoring a four-day marriage tune-up seminar beginning April 22nd for four consecutive Wednesday evenings from 6.30 to 7.30 at HBC in Boise, Dr. Tom Westall will be presenting 14 topics aimed to strengthen and protect your marriage. Now, I've said this before, but the best time to attend a seminar like this is when you don't yet need it. But there's something here for everyone, whether you're married or contemplating marriage, or whether your marriage is cruising along or hitting some bumps in the road. And all of you are invited to come and join us for all or any of those days beginning April 22nd at 6.30 at no charge. And we know it will be valuable. Well, our passage this week has been Mark chapter 6, verses 30 through 44, where the apostles are returning to Jesus after he equipped them with miraculous power and sent them out to the surrounding country to preach the gospel. They had a lot of stories to tell, but they needed to get some rest too, so they jumped in a boat and they left. But thousands of people went ahead of them and were waiting for them on the other side. It was late. It was a secluded and desolate place, and everyone was getting hungry. And you know what happened next. Here's the last slice of the message entitled, Give Them Something to Eat. Now that sets the stage for another amazing incident. If you want a hint, next time we come to Mark, Lord willing, next Lord's Day, you're going to see an event that has to do with a boat in a storm at night, with Jesus not in the boat when the storm hits. Now, it's even okay if you want to go read ahead in any of the Gospels and find out which ones record that incident. Now, when you look at this incident, the feeding of the, they always always say the 5,000, the feeding of the huge crowd, when you look at it in the Gospel of John, you'll see that John weaves this together with a an extensive discourse that Jesus gave on seeking Him just because of the miracles and about Him being so much more than that, that He is really the, the bread of life. John 6 is the bread chapter of John. Feed them physical bread, talk about the bread of life. And He said a lot about true spiritual commitment. Later in that chapter in John, John adds this comment, John six sixty six. As a result of this, not feeding the 5,000, as a result of this teaching about real commitment, many of His disciples withdrew and were not walking with Him anymore. What does that mean? It means that they were pseudo-disciples. Disciple means learner. If you come and listen to the teacher, you're, you're a learner. But a true believer is one who puts his full trust in the Lord. So one of the most important lessons to take from this incident and these passages that describe it 
is the reminder that there is such thing as phony faith, and it is very common. There are many who profess to believe in God or even to believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. They'll say that, but their faith is something far less than what it takes to be saved. I think I've mentioned to somebody in some context, I don't think it was on a Sunday, the, the recent survey of the state of theology done by uh, Ligonier Ministries recently. Um, the number of people who, who um, uh, say that uh, most people are, that, that people are, are basically good, 52% of evangelicals. So the majority of people in America who call themselves evangelicals reject the number one most basic um, essential of the faith. You're dead in your trespasses and sins. You're not basically good. You're not mostly good. You're not 51% good. Your heart is evil and desperately wicked. That's why you need a Savior. Evangelical comes from the Greek word for good news, and the good news is irrelevant without the bad news. Do you know how many people uh, agree, how many evangelicals agree with the statement that Jesus is the, the first and the highest uh, of, God's cre- of God the Father's creations? Now, that is exactly Mormon theology. That is exactly Jehovah's Witnesses' theology. It is exactly not the Bible's theology. Do you know how many people who say that they're evangelicals and agree with that? 78%. More than three out of four people who say, Jesus is my Lord, reject what the Bible says about who Jesus, their supposed Lord, is. Listen, my friends. There is such thing as phony faith. Now, some people could be interested in the trappings of the faith. These people were curious about the things that Jesus did. Some people like to play around with an intellectual understanding of who He is, but something as radical as, I trust you and you own, you alone to save me, and I have nothing to offer that's a different story. There are people who, who try to coax God into a quid pro quo arrangement where you perform some kind of good deeds and you expect God to give you what you want in return. That's not how it works. This passage isn't here just for us to say, ooh, ah, what a miracle. It's here to teach us. Examine your heart. A lot of people today are what I call religious consumers. Go around checking out all the choices, squeeze the fruit and see if it suits you, and then pick and choose what you like. That's not what Jesus says. He says, come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest for your souls. Repent and believe. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Another lesson here is the reminder that if you are a true believer, even to the point of being one of the apostles, Jesus tested them. 
Your faith is constantly going to be tested. God allows opportunities for spiritual growth in your life every day. Each one of those things is an opportunity for you to see God do things that you might think is impossible. My friend, are you casting the fate of your soul completely into the hands of Jesus Christ? Nothing less than that is the faith that saves. And then there's the overarching lesson here that true faith, like what the apostles did that day, is obedient faith. Now, you're, you're probably not going to be feeding 15,000 people from your lunchbox, but in everyday situations, you can obey Jesus Christ by what you say, how you say it, how you represent Him, character that you demonstrate, every word that proceeds out of your mouth. My friends, you can only have Jesus and the wonderful salvation that He gives on His terms. And from what we read in the Gospels of this event and so many others, you see what those terms are. Jesus confronts people about the realities of their hearts and about being fully committed to them. And then, the same incident, he says this, I read to you John six sixty six. keep reading. As a result of this, the call to commitment, will you absolutely make Jesus your Lord? Not may, well, you can't make Him Lord, that's some silly terminology we've come up with. Will you acknowledge that He alone is King of kings and Lord of lords? Will you trust only Him? People hear that and it says, as a result of this, many of His disciples withdrew and were not walking with Him anymore. Jesus said, therefore, to the twelve, you do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered, and he nailed this one, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. And we have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Is that you? Do you believe, do you know that Jesus and Jesus alone is the Holy One of God? Either you believe that and you live your life in light of it, or you remain in your sins. And you can try really hard and you can actually be somewhat successful at keeping yourself relatively comfortable on your way to hell which won't be comfortable. Which is it? A man by the name of James Samus wrote some words you probably know. Fits this perfectly. We won't sing them, but you know them. But we never can prove the delights of His love until all on the altar we lay. You want to know the love of God? Give it all. For the favor He shows and the joy He bestows are for them who will trust and obey. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank You for this portion of Your Word. Most of all, thank You for this Savior. Whatever needs to be done in any one of our hearts today, do it, we pray. Some need comfort. Some need encouragement. Some need a job, some need relief from physical suffering, but we all need a Savior. 
thank you that in Christ we can absolutely stand in your grace. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.